Hey guys, what's up? Jamie here. And in today's episode, I want to break down how we just put together a brand new done for you offer and how we sold it out in uh, the first week of launching it. And I wanted to break down why we're doing this offer in the first place and just kind of document the process for you in case you want to go about launching your own done for you offer to help you execute on your own business vision. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to High Ticket Podcast Rebels, where we cut the crap, laugh at our own jokes, and show high ticket coaches just how easy it is to build a 30K a month coaching business using nothing but a podcast. Ready to scale your coaching business to multiple six, seven, or even eight figures? Let's go. All right, guys. So in the episode today, I want to break down our most recent done for you offer. And so for any of you that are listening that don't understand what it is that I'm talking about, uh, in our business, we really have one offer that we help people with. It's a program we call the Podcast Profit Accelerator. And what we teach people to do is very simple. The first thing we do is we teach people how to attract your clients to a podcast uh, interview. Then what we show you how to do is in the second step, how to interview them, have an absolutely amazing interview, and basically warm up that prospect so that they're open to the idea of wanting to work with you. And then the third step, we show you how to close them on a sales call and basically how to get them from doing the interview to actually get onto a sales call. Now this process, I've been doing this for like three years. We've had 320 plus clients that we've taught this process to, that we've helped launch successful top 100 podcasts. It works really freaking good. But one of the things that I noticed is that we weren't doing it inside of our own business anymore. And so what I wanted to do was figure out how we could do more of this inside of our own business without me being the limiting factor behind it. And so we put together a done for you offer um, for ourselves where I said, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start doing this process, but with a team instead. So instead of me doing all of this stuff above, instead of me trying to attract the clients, instead of me trying to interview them, and instead of me trying to close them into a sales call, we're just going to replace that. And instead of me doing it, we're just going to get somebody else doing it, a team member, specifically somebody that we hire. And we're going to call this person a podcast setter. Essentially, they are going to host the show and they are going to do this exact same process for me instead of me having to do it myself. Now, what we decided to do is one, we decided to build this out for ourselves because I wanted to do this inside of my own business. And then the second thing we decided is, is that we were going to sell two people into this as a done for you offer. And so the reason why we decided to do this was very simple. There's a principle that I learned a while ago from Ian Stanley called selling your sawdust, which is if you're going to do something anyway, why not sell the byproduct of the thing that you are creating? So for example, a logging company that cuts logs has a natural byproduct, which is the sawdust. And you can burn the sawdust, you can bury it in the ground, or if you're really smart, you go and sell that sawdust, which is just a byproduct of the thing that you were doing anyway. And so a lot of these businesses make a lot of money from doing that. So if I was going to go out and hire a setter and figure out how to train them and figure out how to get it operating inside of my business, I'm already doing that process. So I might as well sell it to other people as well to basically get paid to create this for myself. And so this is the very first thing that we really tried to focus on was what are we already doing anyway? And then how can we uh, profit from that? And how can we make it an offer that is a no brainer? Now, what I want to talk to you about in today's interview is how we went about structuring the offer, because this to me is the most important 
important part of what it takes to be able to charge, you know, a higher price. And, you know, there's lots of ways in which you can structure offers. One of my favorite books uh, to actually help you structure an offer is $100 million offers with Alex Amosi. But I want to break down specifically how we structured our offer for you guys today, just to give you a glimpse behind the scenes of what we put into this offer and what we sold it at and also what we're planning to sell it for in the future if we decide to continue running this offer. And so I want to give you guys a really good idea of what the offer was, first of all. So the first thing was the whole purpose of our offer is that we are going to get one to two podcast setters installed in your business. And so what this role basically looks like is they work 30 hours a week, they get paid on commission, and they're going to do interviews. And so initially, they're probably going to be doing about 20 interviews per setter a week. But over time, that will probably increase as they get more efficient at the work that they're doing. And so this primarily is the one thing that we're going to do. And the reason this is really beneficial for most businesses to do is if you have 20 you know, interviews that are happening per setter each week, that's 40 if you've got two of them, if you've got the two setters, then we see on average for an average you know, client that comes into the program, about 50% of those are going to turn into sales calls. Some people do a little bit less. A lot of people perform at a high level. We've got a couple of clients that have a 90 or a 95% podcast closing success rate. So of 10 interviews they do, nine of them book in for a sales call. But essentially, this means you're getting about 20 sales calls um, that get booked every single week, which is pretty good. You know, two people just, you know, doing interviews for you and you're getting 20 booked sales calls a week from that. And so typically what, what that's going to look like in the end is about six closed deals a week. Now, depending what your price of your product is, if it's $10,000, that's a lot. If it's $6,000, it's less. I'm going to just use an example here of a $6,000 price point because I feel like that's where a lot of you guys are at with the pricing of your offers right now. That's about 36K a week um, in additional revenue which if you times that over the month, it's about 144K a month. So what we're talking about here is really seven figures of revenue from just having these two appointment setters installed into your business. So how much do we charge for this? Well, for us to add in basically an element that's gonna add a million dollars a year or more of additional revenue, um, we probably should have charged about $100,000 for this, right? Because if I said to you, hey, I'm gonna give you a million dollars would you trade me $100,000 for that million dollars? You'd be an idiot not to take that deal, right? That's a no-brainer. It's a 10 times offer. But we decided not to charge $100,000 for this the first time. We just charged 15000 which is frankly absurdly cheap. The reason we did this is that, well, quite honestly, I don't really care too much about making money from the first two people that we sell because the whole purpose of this is just for me to cover my costs for the next three months so I can go and build this out for myself and have my own team kind of installed. I'm basically getting paid to do the thing that I was gonna do anyway. But if we get two really great clients coming in, we can create some great case studies, some really good processes and systems. And you know, from there we can go on to charge a little bit more. And so this is how we initially figured out the offer was what is the value exchange? The bigger the discrepancy between what we are delivering value-wise and what the client is paying means that we can perform and deliver at a much higher level. It's much more valuable and desirable for the client. You know, if somebody does this and they do this really effectively, we're effectively going to give them nearly 100x return on their money. 
if they pay us $15,000, getting $1.5 million worth of revenue out of two appointment setters that come in and start running podcast interviews for them is actually absurdly simple. You know, but just because it's simple, it doesn't mean it's necessarily easy. But what we're talking about here is the first thing we did with our offer, which we said, how can we deliver a 10x to 100x value exchange for somebody that is paying us money? You know, if I said, hey, pay me $15,000 and I'm going to give you 1.5 million back in return, that's an insanely good proposition, much better than crypto or anything else that you're going to get out of that. So this was the very first thing. We wanted to make sure that what we were providing from a value basis was actually good enough, high enough, and something that would be valuable. The next thing I wanted to focus on for the offer was really the structure of what it is that I was doing. And really, really important here, I wanted to make this as simple as possible. A lot of people get caught up in complexity with their offers. So I wanted to make sure I delivered this in 12 weeks. I also wanted to make sure that we were just only focusing on as little as possible that we needed to do. And so in the first month, what we decided was, okay, the first month of working with you, we're just going to hire the reps. So we're going to hire that one to two people that are going to come in and become your podcast close setters. So inside of that first month, we're going to post some emails and some posts for the client. We're going to get them into a hiring funnel which is very simple. It's just a Google document and a questionnaire. That's the hiring funnel. And from there, we're going to get one to two good quality reps that we're going to go and get hired inside of this process. Now, just for your guys' information here, I am not the person that is going to be doing those interviews. The client will be doing the interviews, but we're going to be guiding them through the process and we're going to be creating the structure for how that happens. And so essentially, we do all of the pieces apart from the interview and the posting of the, um, the actual ads, in essence, that need to get people coming in to apply for the role. But we've already created what the interview is going to look like for the client and all of the assets. We've already created all the posts for them. So they just have to hit go, and then they have to show up. So very easy for the client on the deliverability, especially in month one. In month two, all we're really going to focus on is two things. We're going to train the new setters and again, we do this for our clients. And this is really easy for me because I've been training entrepreneurs on how to do this for three years. So it's not really any different than training a salesperson to do this as it is to train an entrepreneur. So we're going to be training the setters. And then the second thing we're going to be doing is actually setting up their podcast interview funnel. And so what this basically looks like is just a very simple funnel that gets people coming in and wanting to apply to come on the podcast. Because one of the surpluses that we are going to need to create is that if each podcast setter is doing 40 interviews in a week, then we need to have a lot of applications. We need to have a lot of people coming in who are applying to do the podcast. So we set up the funnel and we fill it with their organic existing traffic that happens in that first uh, month too so that we have lots of different podcast interviews coming in. And this is very easy to fill this funnel because the offer is so great. You know, usually if you're saying to somebody, hey, I want you to show up for this webinar or I want you to buy this offer or I want you to look at this sales page, the offer isn't that enticing for that person to want to click. But if we say, hey, I want to feature you on a podcast, a top 100 podcast at that, suddenly 
people are going to want to scramble through and actually go and apply. I was actually speaking to one of my friends, Troy Erickson, on a podcast interview recently, and he said that he did a campaign for a client where they had about 2,000 people that opened the email, and the offer in the email was to go and get interviewed. And he said that out of that email, they had over 200. In fact, no, I think he said he had 400 applications completed to want to come on the podcast. So just factor that in for a second. 2,000 people opened the email, and out of the 2,000 people that opened it, 400 didn't just click the link, 400 completed the application, which is absolutely crazy. That's a 20% completion rate for an application. Usually, guys, if you got a 1% click-through rate, that would be good. 1% to 5% is amazing for a click-through rate on an email. So usually they would get like, you know, 20 to 100 people that would maybe land on this landing page and about 5% of those people would actually fill in the application. That's a typical VSL funnel. You know, so in reality, you're talking about, okay, maybe there's going to be 5 to 20 people who fill in an application. No, instead, we've got 400 people that are going to fill in that application. So this is what we're going to focus on in month two for the client. And then in month three, um, it's actually very simple what we're doing in month three. At this point, their podcast setters are doing the interviews. They're up and running. And in month three, what we're then focusing on is how to fill that funnel. And we do this using JV partners. And so what's really fun about this is if you look at this example that I just shared above, the fact that when you send out an email to your list saying, hey, who wants to come on this podcast? You get crazy amounts of people that fill in the application. That's exactly what we're teaching our clients to do in month three. And so we're going to show them how to go and find JV partners to agree to actually coming into this. And then from there, we send them just a very simple three to four to five day email sequence, which basically says, hey, do you want to come get interviewed on this podcast? Hey, we got some applications in. There's not many spots left. Hey, applications are closing in three days, you know, and you kind of count down from there. So the whole process is very, very simple. And so the first thing that we did was, okay, step one, let's make sure that the offer is really good. Let's make sure that we're delivering 100x or 50x or 10x on what it is that we're asking the client to pay. And then the second thing is we made sure that the deliverables were very, very simple in order to make sure the client could execute on it. Now, the next thing that we did with the offer, just to make sure that it was a no-brainer, is that we added scarcity and urgency. And so this is a really important thing to remember whenever it comes to selling out an offer. I actually had probably five people that I could have sold into this done-for-you offer, but I only wanted to sell two people for a couple of reasons. I don't want it to be too complex on the delivery aspect, but I also wanted to create enough urgency so that people would want to take this offer in the future. And so with anything when it comes to an offer, you want to make sure that you have more supply than the demand. You want to make sure there's way more supply. Sorry, other way around. Way more demand than the supply. You know, and I'll give you an example. So let's say that you are selling 10 done-for-you offers and you've got 10 people that want to buy it. Well, if you sell all 10 of those spots, when you come to selling it again in month two, there is no more demand. And so it's very difficult for you to get people to buy. And that's why people send lots of sales emails. They have, um, you know, discounts and things that actually exist. 
If you actually increase the demand but reduce down the supply, it creates a surplus which allows you to charge whatever you want and always have paying clients that are lined up. So let's say you had 10 people that wanted to buy the product. So you've got 10 people over here that are in demand who are ready to buy the product. They have literally given you their credit card details and they said, I want to buy this. This is for me. But you're only supplying two people. Well, what happens is when you sell those two people, you now say, hey, bad news, it's sold out. But you've still got eight people who wanted it in surplus. And so through the rest of the campaign that you may have, you can send those eight people and anybody else that wanted it into a wait list and you can say, hey, it's not open right now. We sold all the spots. We sold all the spots. And when you eventually do reopen it and you say, hey, we got two more spots again, then people are going to jump on the opportunity to book a call and they're also going to jump on the opportunity to buy. And so this was the third and final piece that we put into the offer to make sure that we would get people saying yes, is we didn't get greedy. We only sold two spots because frankly, that's what we wanted to deliver. But I also wanted to make sure that there was less supply and more demand for this offer. So that's what we did, guys. So those are the different elements of the offer that we put together. The first thing was making sure that we had something really valuable that we could sell and that the result for the client would be worth 10 or 50 or 100 times what they were paying. The second thing is we made sure that the deliverables were both easy for the client and also easy for us to go and fulfill on. And the third piece was the scarcity and urgency that we put into this. Now, that's everything to do with the offer. There's a lot more elements in terms of what we're doing to actually make this happen. And we're going to be documenting the process as we go and fulfill this for our clients. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this was valuable for you. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a five-star review and uh, hit me up on Instagram if you've got any questions. All right, guys, take care. See you later.